Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We are so excited that you joined us today. And you know, we don't take that for granted. I do want to take a moment and just thank all of you for tuning in each and every week. We are so blessed by you. Billy and Becky are so grateful for you. And uh, we're very very much looking forward to this upcoming event in February of 2024. Many of you have attended the Wealth Builders Conference, and this year is going to be actually different and we think better even year after year building on the previous year. It's going to be held in a a hotel that is quite a bit larger than the ones that we've had before. We are adding a VIP portion of this. Um, It's just going to be a great experience. So I want to give you all a heads up to get registered early for this. You can find out more at wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. We've got the entire team coming. Uh, We are adding some really special workshops for you. And it's a time for us to get together and just get encouraged and strengthened with each other at this conference. And it's taking place February 16th, 17th, and 18th. If you register now, you will get the best price available because we give you the early bird and then it does increment up as it starts to fill up. So go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events to learn more. And I'm uh, really happy to let you know I've got Frank Poli and Mike Davis Joining me today, some of our amazing coaches. Guys, do you want to say hi to everybody, Frank? Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, really, uh, really happy that you're here, and we have some great topic for you today. All right, and Mike? It is good to be here, Karen. And, you know, it's just really neat that we can um, just open ourselves up that what is in us to be able to share that. And, and you know what? When you do that, we also learn and our faith grows and even what we've taught and learned in the past. So it's it's going to be good. Hey, man, it's going to be good. And today's topic is how to incorporate our faith in our daily work. And uh, of course, Mike, you're a pastor, but you do real estate and you're in other business. Frank does real estate. He's in different businesses. Uh, we do real estate, obviously, in different businesses as well. And I think sometimes it's challenging to know, like, how can I represent Jesus in my business or in in my walk, in my interactions with other people without maybe feeling like I'm coming across preaching to people or, you know, where I feel like, you know, sometimes we've got this wrong understanding that it's okay for everybody to take advantage of us because we're Christians, which we know is wrong. So we're going to be sharing with you some of the ways that we incorporate faith in our daily walk and our daily work. And um, with that, Mike, I'd really like to start with you just as a pastor. You pastor business people. You are a business person. When you look at this whole topic from your perspective, what are some thoughts that you have to kind of bring us into this discussion? 
Well, I've grown in this and learned through this because, you know, years ago as a pastor, um, I would spend my mornings with God. I would, you know, make sure I dig into the word of God, pray and do all that and then go about my day. And, uh, you know, you can just get into that rut where God is blocked off for the morning and he's not blocked off for the rest of the day. You know, you go about with your own intellect, your own ability. Uh, and so I I realized I was doing that, Karen, and, and it just, I don't know. And I was pastoring while I was doing that. And so I felt like the Lord, you know, thank God, first of all, for his mercy. I mean, yes. like, you know, I would go, I would go to bed at, at night and go, man, I only thought of God in the morning. And so I have to re rewire my brain to um, to really start thinking about God and bringing him into my life, into my business. And so I think that's a big part is that you have to just acknowledge the Bible says to acknowledge him in all of your ways. And that doesn't just mean on Sunday morning or your devotional time in the morning. That means all of your days, all of your ways. And so. I, I started learning that to start acknowledging God. And uh, now, to be honest with you, uh, I still spend time with God, of course, in the morning, but I'm with him all through the day and talking to him throughout the day. <clears throat> and that has brought tremendous spiritual growth. It has br brought wisdom into my life and uh, helped me to make better decisions just because, okay, God. Um, what do you think about this? Or God, I need help in this. I mean, I say little bitty things like that throughout the day, Karen, and it has brought tremendous change and tremendous. I just feel like, man, God is my partner. God yeah. is that I'm he we are working together in this. And before it was like, OK, God, you just work with me in the morning and I've got this the rest of the day. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, that, of course that didn't work out so well, but, uh, <laughs> but now I, I just feel like, uh, I I'm much closer to him because of that. He's not only my savior and my father, but he's my business partner. He, he's my wisdom and my comforter when things do go wrong, you know, it's somebody just, uh, of course we've all had this Frank when somebody, I just found out last week, I couldn't, uh, one of my, I have one, uh, house that I manage. My, my property manager manages everything out, but this is my uh, house that um, I help people with. And uh, so uh, I keep the rent. This one single mom, it was for three years, I didn't increase uh, the rent or anything. And she wouldn't for like the last two weeks. She didn't pay for October. She's always late. I know I break all the rules that we coach <laughs> with, with her, but um, so. Uh, she, I couldn't get in touch with her. She went, and so I knew something was going on. And so finally, last Friday, she texts me, says, I'm sorry, I can't pay the rent. And um, I moved out. And, uh, you know, so something like that, you know, three or four years ago, that would just pull the rug out from under me and devastated me. But, you know, I just thank God that, you know what, I really, truly believe that everything works out together for my good. So I'm going to take this. And God, and because I kept the rent really, really low, I think now, all right, I can do something with this property now. I did something to bless her. And, you know, you're always wanting to bless people. But when it comes down to it, you know, you can only help people who really want to be helped. 
And uh, as a pastor, sometimes I try to, well, I know you don't want my help, but I'm going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bless you. And it's amazing that some people are just like, no, no, I don't want that. So anyway, I've talked a lot. So go ahead. Frank. Wow. That that's so helpful, Mike. Um, Yeah, that is so good. And there is something in there that I would love to just kind of point out or reiterate, and then we'll go to you, Frank, just for your comments. But one of the things that I heard you say, and maybe not directly, is that when you bring God into your daily walk, it's actually helped you to stay calm and more steady with business challenges. Oh, yes. And we're always challenged. And uh, the Lord has kind of said, hey, you know what? You can do this on your own or you can bring me into it. And it's going to there's going to be peace in the midst of the storm. And there's so many storms that comes to if you're in the world, if you're doing business, if you're just working an hourly job, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be your cart's going to be turned upside down. And if we allow the peace of God to rule and to reign on the inside of us, you can have dominion. And this is, Karen, Frank, this is what God wants us to have, not just to survive. He wants us to have dominion. He wants us to have dominion. It's never changed since Adam and Eve. He said, have dominion throughout this world. You have dominion over every part of your life. God still wants us to have dominion. And when you have dominion, the result will be you will always be in peace. You will always be in victory if you have dominion. Wow, that's so good. And with that is a trust in God that he is, just like you use the verse Romans um, 8.28, that he will make what was meant for harm for our good. And when we really believe that, when we're faced with these challenges, we're not losing our cool. Well, we may still do that once in a while. <laughs> we're not perfect. We, we're trying not to, but yes. really that's the way to overcome. It's because a lot of times like... um like frustration or temper, it's really rooted in fear, where if we are grounded in God's love and just know that even as we go through challenges, that he will make it for good. I just feel like we're we're really positioning ourselves to have a big impact because we're not just freaking out when most people would be freaking out facing things, but we walk it through calmly. Amen. That's really good, Mike. That's so good. And then, of course, what we expect is what we receive, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as we keep our direction, uh, thoughts in that direction, that's really what we're going to, to experience. Frank, you have been in business and in real estate for decades. You have got to have a lot of wisdom for us in this area. Mike, that's pretty tough to top. (laughs) <laughs> with that you've got a great story well you know when i was in my retail business i always tried to do you know the christian things i you know uh, be ethical and you know be kind and uh, work with integrity things like that but you know i think a lot of that is just because of my upbringing and uh when i got into real estate i really realized that if I'm going to make it, it's just not my wife and I, we need some, we're going to need some help and we're going to need the Lord's help because this thing was bigger than both of us put together. And to this day, I still don't understand sometimes how I look at maybe my checkbook and it's like, wow, I looks like I 
who spent a lot of money, but there's still a lot there. How did that happen? <laughs> I just, uh, the big thing for me was to include God in our work. And we so easily forget to do that. We get so caught up in the rush and the possibly the adversarial nature of business. And we just forget, you know, we forget the Lord. And so I, I cheated a little bit. I put a, still have them, but I don't use them very much. At the bottom of each of my uh, monitors, I've got, you are doing the Lord's work. And wow. I have to remind myself sometimes, you know, especially if we get a, you know, I'm, maybe I'm working a negotiation with a client that's being a little less than nice. Sometimes I have to reach down there and think about, well, what would Jesus do? Now, Jesus was not a pushover. No. He set people into their place very, very well. But uh, I have to remember that, uh, you know, following his guidance uh, and incorporating him in every aspect of our work is important. I, I'm like Mike. I start out in the morning. I uh, read scripture for a little bit, and then and that's the last thing I do at night. Um, but, you know, that's not enough. You've got to you got to include him in there because he's there whether you whether you want him there or not. And I want Amen. him there. Amen. That's really good. Uh, I I love what you guys are sharing. I totally agree with it. And we have a similar routine. Um, I think one of the things that has helped me recently, a matter of fact, Dave and I were just visiting about this, is having a stronger understanding that when you're called to the marketplace, it is a calling. And just like some people are called to pulpit ministry, like Mike, you are, you're also called to business. So you've got a ministry there. Um, but in that God doesn't, he doesn't place us in occupations or in areas by accident. Um, matter of fact, he tells us that we are purposefully planted where we are at. And part of that promise is that we bear fruit and we keep bearing fruit. And um, we were just out at the Bethel Leader Conference this last week and Ed Silvoso was one of the speakers, which he was actually speaking at one of the Wealth Builders Conferences. I think it was in 2019 and gave Billy and Becky a, a very significant prophetic word at that time. But uh, he's got a book called Ecclesia, and it it really has to do with how to have an impact in your area of calling. In this case, we're talking about in the marketplace, in the communities, and in the cities. And we go places in our businesses that, you know, pulpit uh, ministries or or people in ministry, they're not necessarily reaching these people. We want to draw them or somehow maybe facilitate helping them to go to church one day, but they're not necessarily the people that are going into the churches, but they need to be reached. So one of the things that's really helped me to think more broadly Instead of coming from a place where I thought since I was called in business that I was somehow second rate or God didn't have as strong of a call in my life as he does on other people that are maybe in ministry, but just to realize that where we're called to where we are planted is on purpose. And in that, Lord, what would you have me do? How do you want me to impact this area? And then also reading the scriptures too, and just understanding that 
it is God's desire to bless us. And uh, even reading in some of the different translations of Deuteronomy 8.18, it talks about how God made a promise to our ancestors to bless us and to um, to give us the ability, or you might say the anointing, to create wealth. And that it's actually something that he has called us to do and commanded us to pass down to multiple generations. And so in that too, it's it's definitely a ministry to be, to be working with people. We're full of compassion. Sometimes we're in a position too where if somebody is is um you know not doing a good job or maybe they're they need correction, we can bring it to them in a loving way that sort of helps them to go forward. But also teaching and training our children in this area actually keeps the kingdom of God moving forward from from generation to generation, because in that we are bringing them in, we're teaching people just like we do with coaching. That's a discipleship program that is helping people to live out the promises of God in this area and teach and train others, which brings it down to generations. And in that, when we do it God's way, when we're bringing God into our business, we're actually helping to bring that the kingdom and the gospel down to generations in the area of the marketplace. And I go back to that quote from Oral Roberts too, that we've talked about in this podcast many times is that whoever rules or owns the financial, the finances of an area, they are the ones that actually are in charge of the spiritual climate. And I said that kind of clunky. That's he said it much smoother than that. But it really points out that for us to take that position in business. Um, from a standpoint of, Lord, this is a calling that is actually going to impact the community that I'm in. We call it at Wealth Builders from neighborhoods to nations. That's really helped me just to like, hey, this is not just about us getting money in the bank. This is literally about a call that we have to ensure that the kingdom of God and the goodness of God is spoken out through the generations. I don't know. What, what do you think about that, Mike? I, I think that is so good. And just like you said about Oral Roberts, it goes back to who's having dominion over your city. If it's people who are not for God, and yet they're the ones in control of the money and making decisions, uh, that's not the church doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that is taking to dominion. And when it comes to dominion, Karen, it we have to walk in the prosperity of God. You know, I just felt like uh, there's so many times we just think this is an option. It's an option, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, if I just get by in my life and they put a tombstone in my grave and everything is good, hey, I'm all right. But I, I think, you know, when we hear, well done, I good and faithful servant, I believe it's going to be that, you know what, all of the dominion, everything, you know, Second Peter 1 3 says, I've given you everything that you are going to need in life. And it's not just paycheck to paycheck. It's to be an influence. And uh, God wants that so much, Karen. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really trying to wrap my hands around this, that, you know, it's really not an option for, for Mike Davis just to barely get by. It's not. Yeah, I'm so going good. to be I'm going to be missing God. And so uh, when people say, you know, people are so concerned, I want to do the will of God. I want to do the will of God. And I believe people are not 
let me just say this. I believe people are missing it when they are not having an influence in the marketplace to the degree that it gets people's attention. It yeah. gets people's attention. And so when you have wealth, you're going to have ears of people who know nothing about God. I yeah. mean, there, there's just no other way to say that. And so I want to have people's um, ear. You know, if I can just preach the gospel, you know what a lot of people do, guys? Click. They turn off. They don't want to hear that. Yeah. But if you take somebody, if you take a Jeff Bezos who gets fired up for God, uh, how many ears is he going to have? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he'll have more ears turned on to him than any preacher in the United States of America. And so uh, this is what it just like you said, it's not just money in the bank. It's all about Jesus. It's all about mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. And God wants this. You know, I remember just I've read this a ton of times, you know, where uh, David had uh, an affair with Bathsheba and uh, it was just really bad. And, and God just finally told Nathan, the prophet, to tell David this. And, and I had a hard time seeing this. You know, he said, you know, I give you your uh, wives and everything. And if that was not enough, I would have given you much more. And he was talking about women. And when I read that, I went, wait a minute. So David was taking somebody else's wife and God says, you could have came to me. Listen to this. You could have came to me and I would have met your need where you think that's not where God meets your need. God, Karen, Frank, God wants to be need in every part of our life. And it comes down to trust me for for that business deal. Trust me for your wants. Trust me for your emotions. Trust me in every area of your life. Even when it comes down to, you know what? I gave uh, the previous king. I gave Saul your why. I gave everything to you. And if that would not have been enough, that's how it says it. If that would not have been enough, I would have given you much more. You just should have came to me. Wow, that is really powerful, Mike. Dave says something um, about when he just, you know, define like, hey, where does where does sin come from or where does it start? He says it's going outside of God as your source. Yep. Is And that's exactly what you described. And so in business, what you're like communicate is when, you know, if we just go to God as our source, we're going to we're going to go through things and, and not make the decisions like David did with Bathsheba, but he wants to be our provider in our source. Mike, you'll probably remember what scripture this is. I think it's Psalm 78, 41, uh, but it talks about God was so, um, he was provoked is what it says. And in some translations, it says he was hurt. And why was that? It was because the people were um, limiting his blessing on them. Yeah. And I think that is really something important for us to remember too. It does not please God for us to say, no, I just want to be in lack or just get by with a very minimal because in that scripture, he describes like, hey, look back, remember what I've done for you. Study the scriptures, how much I've provided and don't limit me. Allow me to do all that I desire through you, which is always good. Amen. Amen. I preached this past Sunday to myself. I, I'm glad church people showed up 
But the message Sunday was for Mike Davis, and it's Psalms 33 <laughs> about uh, the Passion Translation says to feast on his faithfulness. Mm. And uh, there's time, you know, guys, God is taking care of us. I I look back at my life and all, I just started thinking about my whole life, how God is taking care of me. And then there's still times that I get all uptight and uh, and. <laughs> About, oh God, you know, you know, this financial situation I'm facing over here. Oh man, Lord, you just, you just really, I'm asking for your help, and I get all uptight about it. And the Lord says, "You need to chill. When have I not taken care of you?" And so good. I just that that scripture in Psalms 37:3 it says to trust in Him, and then it says to feast on His faithfulness. What does that mean? It means to think about how good he's been to you all your life. How good has God been to Mike Davis? And so I thought, you know, I need to think on that more. It says feast. You know, when it's feast, that's kind of like at Thanksgiving. It's called a feast. Why? Because that just means, oh, the table is so big and so spread. And I want to try a little bit of everything. And then your plate ends up being Mount Everest. But uh, so (laughs) God is saying that, you need to feast on my goodness that I've shown to you all of your life, Mike. Feast and think about that. Why? Because now when you face something, ah, this is nothing. God takes care of me. I can wow. Trust, I can trust him. That's so good, Mike. How encouraging. Um, I'm gonna ask another question. And Frank, I'm gonna start with you on this. You know, one of the things that I get challenged with is when you have to face a difficult situation, maybe it's an employee. Maybe it is a contractor, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, some a tradesperson or whatever that you're dealing with. Maybe someone messed up your order when you order appliances. As Christians, how can we navigate through conversations that we may have to bring correction or that we we are standing on the opposite side of someone else's opinion on how to do something without being a pushover, yet still you know, being in that love of God or representing Jesus. I think that is a challenge for a lot of Christians because we don't want to be perceived as someone that is blowing our testimony, right? Um, So Frank, I'm going to start with you. Give us some tips on how we can navigate through those difficult conversations or circumstances and not feel like we are not representing Jesus well. Well, I think the first thing you need to do is take a breath. Mm-hmm. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what you're going to do in this situation. I think you have to, I, I know it's overused, but ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? I mean, he's not going to let people roll over him. He's going to do the right thing. And I mean, if these are, brand new people that are becoming adversarial, that's a little more difficult. But if you've built a relationship where they know you work with integrity, that you serve others, you mentor people, you're ethical in your decision-making, you know, I'm not a guy that stands on the corner of the street and thumps on the Bible and pulls people in. That's never been me. But by the same token, I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to force it because most many people don't aren't ready for it. But I've always let people know, even when I was in my retail business, I've always let people know that my wife and I are people of faith. 
And if they mm-hmm. want to expand on that a little bit and want to know a little more about it, but I want them to understand that that's where our actions come from, is from our faith, not from a bunch of anger and and that sort of thing. And I've actually had people say, well, you know, can you tell me a little more about the faith? That's what God intended to do. But uh, it, it's a tough thing, you know, because we're all human. And boy, I've lost it a couple of times. And, you know, <laughs> we all have. A lot of people think me, of me as a nice guy. And most of the time I am. But I'm telling you what, you mess with my business or my family or, you know, my like you guys. <laughs> I, you know, I have to take that deep breath and think about what I'm going to say next. That's so good. Mike, I'd love your thoughts on this too. Frank, that's so wise. And maybe Mike, you could even cover, you know, how, how we approach that, the position we take, but also let's just say we do lose it on someone. I mean, what, how do, how do we biblically step back from that to keep good relationships in business and marketplace? And I guess it crosses over to personal as well. You know, it does. And, you know, it's even worse when they know you're a pastor, guys, just so you know. <laughs> That's oh, true. You have more and pressure. You, and you lose it. I, I've had it thrown in my face before and you call yourself a pastor. So I've had to eat a lot of crow before. <laughs> but this is how I do it. I and thank God that his mercies are new every morning. Why? Because we're going to need it. And uh, so uh, I the thing to correct it, guys, when I've blown it and um, I've got a list from here to Tulsa, Oklahoma of times that I've blown it. I I just repent. I, I go to them and say, man, I am so sorry. I am just really, really sorry. And uh, but that is how I fix it when, you know, and that's what you do. And then you pray for that person afterwards, you know, God, you know, I really blew it with them. Just show them the love of God in this. But uh, I I like to say, you know, when when you're you talked about correcting people. And I I think if you look at Jesus, we all know that Jesus never sinned, which means he never walked outside of love. He never walked outside of love. And yet he went into the temple and he turned over the tables and got a cord of, you know, to for a whip. And mm-hmm. uh, and he was so stern. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, who was he stern to the most? The religious people, the ones that even called people, you bunch of vipers. And he felt so stern to some of the religious pe- people. I think it was Peter. I'm not for sure, but I think it was P- Peter. It said, you know what? You, you What you said offended them offended them. So he talked very stern and very strong. So I don't think God wants us to be just, I don't have welcome. I did tell somebody this. I don't have welcome written on my back, just so you know. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I think there it's not wrong to stand up for what is right, even when it comes to business or making a business deal. I don't think it's wrong that when uh, people are pushing up against you to say no, uh, so Jesus did that. He did that. He was our example. So, uh, I think that helps people that just are, man, I want to make sure I walk in love. Yeah. But walking in love does not mean you're a wet noodle that's just limped over. No, mm-hmm. you were supposed to be strong in every area of our life. 
Wow, that is such, that is really good advice and wisdom. Mike, thank you so much. Wow, this has been an amazing discussion. Uh, We are already out of time, but I feel like this is one of those podcasts where we're kind of helping get real with people and how you take the information and you actually walk it out on a daily basis. So Frank and Mike, I'm going to ask you uh, like just some final thoughts on this to share with our audience. And Mike, I'm going to come right back to you. All right. I believe just like when I started off is, man, spend time throughout the day and thinking upon him and uh, and just I try to do this too, Karen. You know, I, I try to start confessing who I am to help Mike Davis throughout the day. There is a great confession. If you've ever heard of E.W. Kenyon, he said this confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. And uh, it's a great thing. And so it tells you what you're doing when you confess who you are in Christ. You are laying a road for faith to carry the cargo in which you want to manifest in your life. So confess who you are in Christ on a daily basis. That's so good. Frank? You know, we often don't include God in our our day-to-day work. and. I'm human, so I start off with a couple sticky notes, and they and they stuck. Um, I'm not I'm not above suggesting that somebody start that because I've actually found you guys that if I include God in my day to day work, things seem to happen supernaturally that I just really didn't expect. Rather than trying to push through it as the old human being, you know. And things just don't happen. The final thing, too, is, you know, if you mess up, take accountability for it. You know, take responsibility. I found that, you know, it's a lot easier to do that. People respect that. And uh, and, and I feel better about it. And I know the Lord does. Good. That's really good. And that's that's definitely humility. It's really hard to do, especially if sometimes we feel like we're still right. Yeah, but um you know, Andrew shares a lot about, uh, well, first of all, self-centeredness is the root of all grief is one of the things he shared, but also just reminds us of Proverbs that it is pride is at the root of, you know, all dissension and, and disagreement. So I sometimes if I'm just feeling really, um, you know, not at peace with the situation or maybe frustrated with someone, you just think like, where is pride? Where's pride showing up here? Uh, But I think, too, one of the things I would say just in kind of concluding this from something that's helped me is we know ourselves really well. And sometimes we can discount or think like we don't deserve something good, which if you look at it, you say, no, we don't. But when we've received Jesus and he's paid the price, it actually pleases God to bless us and bring good to us. And we don't have to look at our performance or, you know, our shortfalls, or we don't need to be limited by what we perceive we're good at, right? We want to push beyond that and thank God for the gifts and talents. But I think um, for me, it really does come back to just remembering that God has called and placed me where I'm at. And in that, if I can be secure that he is going to bless me in that and he only has good for me, it really helps me to exude Jesus because the 
my mind's off myself, right? I'm not fearful. I'm not thinking about, uh, you know, difficult situation, but more in outward, like, Hey, what can, what would you have me do here? Lord, why am I here? And, um, what would you have me say or do, uh, to be able to show people you, I think it just takes the pressure off us and kind of puts it right back on Jesus and just saying, I'm, I'm here to do what you've called me to do. And in that we receive grace and we receive mercy in the day to day. So this has been super helpful, you guys. And I just want to thank you for being on this podcast today. And also just thank all of you, our Wealth Builders family, for being part of everything that we do at Wealth Builders. I just want to remind you that Billy and Becky, they are so thankful for you and they pray for you every day as we also pray for you. And I want to extend an invitation to you to join us at the Wealth Builders Conference, February 16th, 17th, and 18th in Denver, Colorado. And to learn more about that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. So thanks again. Thanks, guys. God bless you and make it an amazing rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. If you want to learn more about who we are, visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.